Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message. see glory as I run inside your throne room before you I bow and the veil is torn and the doors flee wide I see glory as 
residential program. Today, uh, we have a young man, Ricky's getting ready to graduate. He has this beautiful family here. Amen. Let's give him a hand clap. I am Ministries Nightdale. This is a certi certified that Ricardo Mendez has successfully completed the necessary requirements of the spiritual academic and vocational training prescribed by I Am Outreach Ministries and is entitled for a graduation certificate. Having completed nine months of the residential program and witness hereof, this certificate is issued under the hand and seal of I Am Outreach Ministries. My wife and I want to say, Mr. Ricky, congratulations, man. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord. Amen. I'll take this for you. While you stay standing, please stay standing. May his family come up. We're just going to give a short testimony of God's goodness. 
I'm so happy to be here. I'm so grateful with God, with Pastor Ben and I am ministry. Uh, the song that the, the song that we sing in the part say story, but that story I call testimony. And this is my testimony. On December 1st, 2021, I broke this beautiful family that I have. I hurt this heart. I break that confidence that they have on me. The last memory that I have on my home on December, 20, December 1st, on 2021, is the police officers knocking my door. Tell me, put your hands back. And the sound of the chuckle on my hands. I be in the jail. The social worker come to me the next day and told me, you will never come out from here. You will never will behold your family again. You will never will be see your family, your kids again. And I believe in that word. But when I back to the, the cell, I find a little testament, New Testament over there, and I say, and I cry out to the Lord over there, and I say, Lord, if you help me come, to come out from here, I will serve you. And God helped me to come out from the jail. My dad, I was a bad, bad son with my dad. I, I was a big unrespectful son with him. I treated him the bad way. But he never left me alone. I called him, and he, and he told me, son, I don't have that money to pay the bond, but I, I will find out. And he paid my bond, and I come out. And then from December to March, I was a crazy man. I cried every day. I'm asking to the Lord for help, but I never seen any answer until the March 23. When Pastor Brent come to me, I was set down in a rock, literally a big rock, next to the water well, with a suicide toast in my mind. And I said, God, I can't live this life anymore. I want to finish this pain. But this man come to me and told me, don't do it because God loves you. And when he told me that words, tears start come out from my eyes. I'm going to start to scream to the sky and say, thank you in English. I'm just praising God. And he told me about this ministry, and I took that decision to come to this ministry. And when I come to this ministry, I say, Lord, I'm here, and I need your help. I need to restore my family. I need your forgiveness. I need they forgive me too. I know, I know I made a mistake, a big mistake, but I'm repent. Just I need another chance. Please help me. Please help me. I pray, I'm fasting. In my fourth month in the program, I went to the class on one Wednesday, and I pray, and I pray, I pray, 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 and God showed me a picture in my mind with four seats, in front of the one, the, the altar, I don't know where place it is. 
And I said, God, what you told me about this? And I'm Pastor Ben, how do you know? And I'm, I'm asking Pastor Ben, how do you know when God told you something? How do you know when God I told to you? And he told me, I'll, I'll tell you later. And then I waited for that answer. But on Friday, that same week, I got that picture on my mind again. And I never asked him, Pastor Ben, until two weeks later, Pastor Ben told me, we will we, we, we go to the, the Hispanic church. And, then, and that day, July 10, 2022, God restored my family. That picture that I have in my mind become true that day because I see that four chairs in front of the altar and I wash their feet and I say, God, please forgive me. And I'm asking for my family forgiveness too. If they are here, it's because God mercy on my life. I'm graduating on last year, December 28, and the first thing that I did that day, I went back to the rock where Pastor Brent found me. When God found me, I went back to the rock and I said, God, you found me here. And now I'm come to this place, to this place like Jacob. And I put this place like a promise to you that I will serve you, I will follow you. I will obey you. And just, I say like King David say, God is the rock of my salvation. And God is the rock that he restored my family. And I so thank you with God. I so thank you with Pastor Ben. My dad, he never alone. My wife and my kids, for they forgive me. And for they support me all this time. And, if you're being someplace and don't in some trouble like this, just trust on God, pray in God, put your faith on Him. If He did this for me, He will do for you too. Multitudes Church, Pastor Open and Miss Angie. Thank you. Pastor Opie, thank you. For letting the Lord use you seven years, seven years when I didn't even have no guys, this church started supporting us. I didn't even have one man. God said, I believe in God. And I believe you're called by God. And this is the fruit of our labor and of y'all sowing to this ministry. And I want to tell you, thank you so much. And Pastor Obi Mercedes, thank you so much. They have so much to offer. They love you guys so much. You have no idea how much that man loves you. Because it's the love of God that compels him inside to love you. I just want to tell you thank you. And I want to pray. Father, in the name of Yeshua, I pray over this congregation, God. And I thank you. For this house right now in Jesus' name. I come against anything, any weapon that's being formed against this church or these people right now in the name of Jesus. I come against it and that weapon will not be formed. Isaiah chapter 10 tells the story 
or Isaiah is given a prophecy, a word on behalf of God that the Lord is about to deliver the children of Israel from Assyria. The Assyrians had God's people under so much stress as I can say bondage, but let me say stress first. Stress and just cruel treatment and they were ruling their lives just like they had experienced previously another generation when Moses would lead them out of the Red Sea but by way of the Red Sea but when they were being tormented by Pharaoh they were under all kind of bondage and the Lord was giving them notice that he was going to deliver them from the Assyrians. In verse 20 is where I, Isaiah gives a, a real vivid description of just what God was going to do. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more, everybody say no more, no more again, stay upon him that smote them. They would no longer be ruled by him, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. So their whole atmosphere, their life, is about to change drastically. The remnant shall return. Even the remnant of Jacob unto the mighty God. 2023, God is going to eliminate and alleviate the burden that the enemy has caused his body, his remnant, and people, and you saw it this morning, you were a part of it. People aren't just singing. People are returning to God even in worship. And when you return to God, God looks at that as a great thing. For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the seas, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. God's not going to do a little bit this year in your life and in this church and in the body of Christ. But God is ready to overflow. A lot of people on uh, TV and internet ministries, they like to throw that word around and use it. But they do not want to serve God with their whole heart so it just used to motivate people. I don't have to motivate people. The Holy Ghost motivates us when we just surrender to Him and that too has already been experienced today. Amen? Yes, it has. Hallelujah. Three Kleenexes later. Hallelujah. For the Lord, God of hosts, shall make a consumption even determined in the midst of all the land. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, O my people that dwellest in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrian. He shall smite thee with a rod and shall lift up his staff against thee, even after the manner of Egypt. For yet a little while, and the indignation shall cease, and mine anger in their destruction. And the Lord of hosts shall stir up a scourge for him according to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. And as his rod was upon the sea, 
so shall he live it up after the manner of Egypt. And it shall, here's where we're landing, verse 27, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden, Assyrians, the burden they're causing, God's people, in that day the burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. There's two or three words that I want you to understand that has every implication of every person that's listening to me right now or later. And that is that when you think of the word burden, you think of the word load. A burden is a load. A burden can be a physical burden like Egyptian bondage toting bricks, but a burden can also be somebody's mouth who won't, shh, children upstairs, who won't shut up lying about you, degrading you, taking advantage of you. A burden can be a financial burden. A burden can be a diagnosis. It can load you down. A burden can just be Slap worrisome. You know, if I don't throw slap and stuff like that in there, it'd go right over a lot of your head. But when I say slap burden, you got that. So everybody in here has had a burden or you have a burden. A burden can also be, I want my family put back together. That can be a load on your shoulders. I want to quit drinking. I want to get away from meth. I want to leave heroin alone. I want to stop looking at pornography. I want to quit lying. See, there's all kinds of burdens. But the Lord said, I'm going I'm to take away the burden. And also, I'm going to take it off of your shoulders. Now, you got to understand, shoulders... In the, in the New Testament, they're not, the shoulders are not meant for a burden. You can have a burden for the Lord. You can have a burden to see somebody saved. But that won't, that won't weigh you down. That will just make you pray and walk by faith more. But in the New Testament, you know what shoulders are used for? You don't really read about this, but you get the idea. What, what do you do with your shoulders? Your shoulders support things you wear like a shirt but it supports like a coat kind of like a garment a garment of praise and like a robe of righteousness that our righteous savior can put on you hallelujah so when you, when you are when you are thinking about your burden and you were thinking about the shoulders or your back that maybe the devil has put a a load on your shoulders, which is also meaning your back, then God understands where you are. God understands that the devil, like he did with these children that he loved, the children of Israel, he understands that the devil's just been on your back too long. He's been on your shoulders too long. He's just been doing that. But 
the Bible says that it wasn't just the shoulders that he was going to take the burden off of. He said also the yoke that would be around your neck. He was going to take off of them. You know, I did this message two or three months ago about being yoked to Jesus, and we actually had a yoke prop like you would yoke two oxen together. And that's just if you did, if you still don't know or you wasn't here, it's just like a rope draped around this neck and a rope draped around the neck of another animal to make them go in tandem together and plow or pull. And sometimes we are yoked up with the wrong crowd or we are yoked up with a bad habit or we are yoked up with a bad memory or we are yoked up with just the wrong attitude and things we are doing wrong in our lives. And, 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 and so God knew that these people were yoked up with the Assyrians that were yoked up with a fake, fake false dead God. And so the Lord said, not only am I going to get the devil off your back, I'm going to take that away and I'm going to take the yoke away at the same time. I just want to tell you your neck is something that you want only the yoke of Jesus on because your neck is, your shoulders kind of support the rest of your framework, your body and all that, but your neck is what supports your head. He don't have to do a whole lot to me, but if he can get in my head, then he's going to control everything else. And so the Lord knew this. And the Lord knows this in 2023, that it is, indeed, it is what's the problem for a lot of people. The devil's on their back and, and, and their neck, their body, their lifestyle, their, their way of thinking, their opinion. It's just all yoked up with everything but God and his word. And so the Lord wants me just to tell you again that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Now, I want to tell you that there's something that you, you've got to understand about this because the Lord does, and I'm taking my time for a minute and only a minute, but the Lord takes the yoke and he takes the burden, but he takes it knowing that the anointing is available because the word destroyed and the yoke shall be destroyed because the, the anointing, because God wants you to not only know about the anointing or to be anointed, but God wants you to, to walk and operate in everything you do within the anointing. And the anointing is is nothing more than the Spirit of the Lord coming upon you. And I'll tell you that in a minute. But before I do, that word destroyed that we all just looked at here, I want you to know it means about everything you think it means. But the very first word in the Hebrew dictionary that the word uh, uh, destroyed means, it means bind. And so, yes, the Lord's willing to take these things off of us but God wants you to know the spirit of himself can come on you and you can bind that yoke that 
is trying to attach itself to you or that you feel like you just can't shake, the Lord wants you to know, I'm going to do what I can do for you, but I'm also going to love you enough to anoint you so that at any given time you want to, you can bind that yoke. And whatever you bind on this earth is going to be bound in heaven. And if you bind it down here because you are walking in the anointing of God, then it knows it can't, that yoke can't move when you've got it bound. And we all know, sinner or saint, we know if it's bound in glory, it ain't going nowhere. So God wants me to tell you today that just like David was anointed in 1 Samuel 16 and 13, Samuel took the horn of oil and he went and anointed David in the midst of his brethren, the Bible says, and this is what it means when he anointed him that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. It's kind of the same way you understand Samson. Samson was part of a Nazarite vow and all that, but I want you to know that it wasn't until the Spirit of the Lord came upon him that he could do the mighty acts of God. I don't care if he cut his hair or not. He couldn't do anything until the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And I'll read Judges 14 to you. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he went down to Ashkelon, and he slew 30 men, and he took their spoil. And, and this happened when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And God's not respecter of person in case you just think, well, it's only preachers or people. No, I can tell you about a preacher's son right here in 2 Chronicles chapter 24. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest, which stood above the people and said to them, Thus saith God, why transgress ye the commandments of the Lord, that ye cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he's also forsaken you. A whole different sermon there, but I want you to understand that God even anointed the Spirit of the Lord came upon this preacher's son, the priest, Jehoiada, and he began to, to preach and prophesy and gave warning because God anointed him and anointed his lips. So, I'm here to tell you that the Spirit of the, of the Lord needs to come upon somebody right now because you need to do a big, brand new thing for God. You can look at me like strange and weird and crazy, but look, we don't have any more sand, Harley, in the hourglass, if you've noticed. We're about out of time. We don't need any more signs. They've all been, so many signs have been fulfilled since 1948, and in the last three years, it's been hyperspeed, man. So come on with me here. Listen to me. We don't have any time here. So what we got to do, like Jesus told Judas, he said, whatever you're going to do, you better do it fast. I'm telling you, we need to do what we're going to do under the anointing of God. So God's got some mighty things that somebody out here in this church and I just want to believe it's more than one or two bodies. I believe it might be somebody that just might be, I don't even know about you, man. You don't have to know about me. I don't bring nothing to the table, okay? I'm just being a little Zedekiah right here. I want to tell you here, listen to me. 
God wants to anoint you. He wants the, the Spirit of the Lord himself to come upon you so you can do a great and mighty big thing. But there's others of us in here that the Spirit of the Lord needs to come upon us right now and we need to accept that because God needs us to do a small thing that we may be a little bit too big to do or proud to do or it's not going to draw me enough attention on Facebook to do or nobody's going to see it so I'm going to hold off until the posse gets here God says no I can anoint you if you give a cup of cold water to one of the little ones in my name you won't lose your reward so God is ready to let the spirit of himself come on you so you can do some things that you normally could not, would not do. And it makes what you could do a whole lot better, by the way. In fact, it takes what you could do and it turns it into something in somebody else. It really does. I don't know a better way to tell you this. But when we get saved, you see, we all receive the Holy Spirit. There's a difference in receiving the Holy Spirit. You can't be saved without that conviction. It's the Spirit that draws us, you see. But there's a difference in receiving the Holy Spirit and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is why when we are saved, we are also commanded to be baptized in water. What that does, that baptizes us into Christ. But when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that baptizes us in the Spirit. And that's when what I'm about to tell you starts playing out in a lot of people's lives, you see. So you, yeah, you, you can't live a day with Jesus and not have the Spirit in you. But there's a difference in having the Spirit. See, I got this blanket right here with me. And, and it's great that I got it in my possession and I got it with me. But how many of you know that there's a big difference in having that, that blanket with me than having that blanket up on me? See, when the Spirit of the Lord, hallelujah, and I feel it right now, when the Spirit of the Lord comes up on you, it can do something to your whole body when you got it in your hand. But Oh, that's great right there. Oh, but hallelujah. When that spirit comes up on you like it did David and like it did Samson, oh, you just turn into a hollow vessel that God just does what he wants to. Whether it's with your hands or with your mouth or with your feet, he takes you and he turns you into a supernatural being that he's just working through himself. Oh, just when it comes up on you, you see. And see, everybody I know, I know a lot of people that's got the Spirit with them. But God wants you to know, look, we're out of time, man, and we need to walk, hallelujah, with the Spirit up on us. I'm not talking about just in church. I'm talking about when you go to work tomorrow. I'm talking about when you're talking to somebody waiting to check out at Walmart. I'm talking about when you're putting your numbers in, getting your gas up the street. You need the Spirit of the Lord to be on you because that person may leave you and get in a head-on collision or go take their life or go tell their family they don't want to see them no more. We can't 
can't afford to live a day without the Spirit of the Lord coming up on us because, see, we get too comfortable just taking him around like this. Oh, I got him. But no, we need, we don't need to just have him. Oh, we need to have him come up on us. Then you come up here and like my brother, Ricardo, you can give a testimony, see, and it can make grown people like me squall and boo-hoo you've never even spoken to before. He didn't do that, but the Holy Ghost did that because the Spirit of the Lord come upon him. And that's what God wants to do all across this room. I'm going to ask you to stand, and I want to read this to you. Luke 4, 18 and 19. You don't have that, but I want you to listen. I shared this Wednesday night, but I'm sharing it again. Jesus is quoting the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. See, if Jesus had to make that note, he just wasn't doing any... Hey, let's go real quick back to the Jordan River when his cousin John the Baptist looked and he said, I, I, there comes one right now. I'm not even worthy, worthy to unloosen his sandal strap. And he came and he baptized Jesus, baptized Jesus, okay? And when he came up out of the water, a sign of the Holy Spirit, a dove flew over. He said, this is my, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And Jesus tells me and you today that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I want you to say this word every time I get to it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because there's a reason. Because he has anointed me to. Say the word to. to. So there's a reason right there. To. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me. I can't stay at home. I can't stay in my seat. I got to be busy for Jesus. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind. And to set at liberty them that are bruised, to, to, to preach the acceptable year of our Lord. Buddy, 2023 is that acceptable year if there is a year. So God wants to anoint every single one of you right now today, those of you that are watching or listening, it's God's desire, hallelujah, great that he's in your heart. But the Lord sent me only to tell you today that he wants so much to anoint you so you can walk in the spirit of the Lord so you can do something too. He's not doing it. It's not a trophy that you go around bragging about, oh, the spirit of the Lord upon me. I'm a cool big dude. I know a lot of stuff. I can do a lot. No, it ain't about you at all. It's about the vessel that you become so God can do something through you after he does something to you. So this is what the Lord 
is wanting to do. And I'm trying to be mindful today upstairs. But you know, the Holy Ghost has handled this entire service. I think he can handle these next couple of minutes. Who knows? They might be doing their own thing up there right now. He's not limited to one location, by the way. So Hebrews 1.9 is the scripture that we're going to pray. After this scripture, we're going to pray about this situation. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, I'm talking to you now, even thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. I don't know about anybody, but I don't want to live the rest of my life like a normal preacher. I don't think you really down deep want to finish your life like a, just a regular old bland, predictable Christian, not when the Spirit of the Lord is willing to come up on you. I don't think there's just nobody in here that low and stale and boring enough. So if anything that you've heard today and you don't care what, no, we got to get past this too. You don't care what anybody in the building thinks about you. I wonder how many people would just walk with your hands down around, all around this altar, and you would just right now, while I'm talking, just say, Lord, here I am. I don't care. Anoint me. Spirit of the living God, come on me. Use me everywhere I go. Use me with what you want to. God, use me, Lord. Come upon me. Take my mouth. Take my hands. Take my feet. Take my schedule. Take my agenda. Come up on me, Lord. Hallelujah. Cover me. Come up on me, oh God. Do what you want to do. Before we end our broadcast today, I just want to ask you a simple question. Do you know Jesus Christ? Not do you go to church. Not do you have a cross in your home. But do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Meaning that you realize you were born into a world of sin and you are a sinner and you violated the law of God and you stored up wrath. And for that, you feel bad and so bad that you've asked him to forgive you and you've changed your way of living to reflect following Christ. If you haven't done that, that's exactly what this entire broadcast is about. It's not about a bunch of people or a bunch of money or attending our church, but it's asking you this question. Are you ready to meet the Lord face to face and give an account for your life? If you have not done that or you're not sure, we need to pray right now. And the prayer doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer or an intelligent prayer, but it has to be a prayer of faith from your heart. And you have to pray. You can pray in your own words, but you must realize during the course of your prayer that without the forgiveness of God Almighty, that there is no way you'll have peace with God now or for all eternity. So I want to pray for you. God, I pray for every person listening right now. Lord, that they would understand that it's not your will for any to perish, but for all to have everlasting life. And I'm asking you, oh God, 
to help my friends right now that may be praying to know that you are waiting. You stand at the door. You said in Revelation 3, you stand at the door and knock. You're waiting on us, Lord. And help them to know, Lord, when they call on you, that they can be saved and they will be saved when they pray from their heart and they make up their mind that they're going to follow you. Friend, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, you are now a child of the Most High God. Not only do you have an advocate, not only do you have a friend right now that sticks closer than a brother, but you've got the hope of heaven one day. And for that, I am so glad. If you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just take just a moment, if you don't mind, and uh, reach out to us at multitudeschurch.com forward slash uh, saved, S-A-V-E-D. Or you can send us a text that just says saved to 910-400-1199. That's the word saved to 910-411199. Listen, we'd like to help you out on your journey. And there's no strings attached. We just want you to know we're trying to finish our course and fulfill the Great Commission. And you're part of that. So let us pray for you. And if you have any kind of prayer request, why don't you uh, share that with us? Uh, we will not reach back out to you and ask you for anything. Uh, but you're welcome to email us and let us know what your prayer need is right now. And that's just a simple email uh, to prayer at multitudeschurch.com. Thank you again for being a part of our broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you in heaven one day for all eternity. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.